Okay, so in today's episode, I'm going to be talking all about online payments, namely how do you get your virtual assistants, your PAs or your staff to make online payments for you or pay your staff or whatever it is that they you want to do with transactions using your credit card, your debit card, using PayPal, etc. How do you actually set all that up and allow other people to do all that work for you without putting yourself at risk? So the question is this, how do entrepreneurs like us who don't have an endless supply of cash, how do we leverage the best apps, virtual assistants, automation tools and systems to scale our businesses, increase our profits and have more time to do what we love to do each day? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Dr. Steve Day and this is Systemize Your Success. Okay, so I'm going to cover in this episode a few different ways that you will surely use to pay people, whether it's for services, for products, whether it's your staff online, and how you can actually give that work to somebody else safely and securely without risking them rinsing your bank account. We're going to cover card purchases, PayPal, Amazon, standing orders, backs payments, and also paying your overseas staff or wages as well. So we'll kick off with card purchases. And these are, you know, buying anything online when you're using a debit card or a credit card. Now, I don't want to, you can do this if you want, but I don't want to give my staff a credit card or a debit card that's linked to my main account for hopefully obvious reasons. There's a chance that they might, you know, go on a shopping spree themselves. So the way I do this and get my virtual staff to be able to make debit card and credit card payments for me is to set up a prepay card which is in their name or in a you know, company name, and then give them access to that. So we use FairFX Business. There are loads of others, other providers out there. But what that allows me to do is to set up an account and add users, as many users as I want. Each of them can have a card assigned to them, and I can move balances from one uh, card to another really easily. Therefore, the amount of my liability or the risk that I'm putting myself in by giving someone that card is only the balance on that card. And so therefore I can limit that by just saying, look, I'm just going to put a hundred pounds on it or a thousand pounds on it or well, or dollars or whatever you work in. And so therefore you can at least sleep um, safely at night knowing they've not got access to your main bank account. PayPal is another means that you can use to um, outs- to get someone to do payments for you. And the way we do this again safely is to use that prepay card we set up before and we set up the payment option on our PayPal account with that prepay card. We don't have a link to a bank account. Um, we have a link to that pay that payment card. It's just a PayPal account we use for making purchases. And therefore, again, you're limiting the liability to the balance on that card. Because when that card hits zero, the transaction will be um, returned unpaid or it will be like it'll bounce uh, and it won't actually make the payment. So you're not going to actually run any debt up. You can't do that in that account. And we use a, a business PayPal account as well, because then that allows us to add admin users to do things like run reports and uh, print off statements or whatever we need to do for our accounting purposes. So we get our business prepay card set up and then we set up a PayPal account with the payment method being that business uh, credit card. But also you can do something clever with Amazon as well. So even if you've just got a normal Amazon account, not even a business account or anything clever like that, you can set up an Amazon account and then instead of putting your credit card details on there, again, you could use the prepay card to do this, but if there is another way if you don't have a prepay card, and that is to just load that Amazon account with gift vouchers. So I have an Amazon account set up 
purely for the reason of my staff buying books and audible books, etc., um, for educational purposes when they're working with us. And I load that up with typically a hundred pound gift voucher. I then remove my card details from that account. And then the staff are then free to use that money to purchase books or, as I say, whatever it is that they need for the purposes of uh, working in the business. And obviously, if you use Amazon for buying other stuff, you could do something similar. And then you, again, you're limiting your liability to whatever you've loaded that up with. If someone has a shopping spree, it's only whatever you've actually loaded on there. So another way you need to make payments sometimes is by backs. And this is probably the one I really hate the most or standing orders as well, because it involves you have to log in, you have to put the recipient's details into their bank account number, their sort code, etc. Then often have to say, is this really the person you want to send it to? What type of uh, uh, transaction is it? Anti-fraud thing, they ask you to check again. Then you get your card reader out, you put your card reader details in, you mess it up. And all that can take sort of five or 10 minutes just to make a quick Bax payment. Maybe this is for, you know, we, I, when I used to have a lot of dealings with my properties, um, it would be paying my builders. They always, they didn't have a, a credit card facility. I couldn't pay them by credit card. They wanted a bank transfer. And so that's what Bax payments are. And now if you've got a decent business banking app, you can actually get your staff to do all that hard work for you without putting yourself at any risk at all. So we use HSBC Business. Um, another one which I've heard has this functionality and works well is Revolut, but I've not actually used it yet. And that is the ability to add users to that account. And then those users can have different um, levels of access and to enable them to do different things. And you can also, for example, set them up so they can make or set up your online payments for you, but not actually approve them. Or you could say they can set up their, your online payments or your, your bank transfers up to a certain limit and it'd be approved for say £100 or $100 or you know, $1,000 or £1,000 or whatever. And therefore you can limit your liability by limiting the amount that person can then spend at any one time by making a Bax payment. But even if you set them up with zero limit, so every transaction has to be approved by you, the hard work's done by your member of staff and then you simply log into your app. So what I do is I get my, my PA to ping me a message saying, hey Steve, there's some transactions ready for you to approve. I log into my app, open it up and just click, 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 approve, 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 and they're done. So it takes me literally seconds to do what used to take me five or 10 minutes. And I always talk about this for 10 minutes. Says, oh, it only takes me 10 minutes, I just do it myself. But 10 minutes a day adds up to a week of your working life every single year. So every 10 minutes you waste, just think that could be a week of my life. I could claim back if I could just get someone to ask to help me. So all these little five or 10 minutes add up to a significant time over the course of a year. We have just a sort of a couple of non-recommendations. So uh, we had Tide Bank for a while and that didn't have any functionality to add users. So we ditched that. Um, we do actually have a Metro account, but to add someone as a uh, user, you have to upgrade to their corporate account. It costs around 50 quid a month just for that functionality. And it's a real pain. You have to like fill out a paper form and send it in. It's not easy. HSBC was much, much simpler. And I believe Revolut is even simpler. But again, I can't um, uh, can't say that for sure because I've not actually used it yet, but I'm actually going to set a Revolut account up in the near future to try it out. And the last thing I want to just discuss is paying wages to your overseas staff. So we've got a, a staff that live all over the world. So from the Philippines, from South Africa, from India, all working in different currencies. 
I live in Sweden. My bank account's in the UK. We have clients all over the world as well. And so we were very conscious about the cost of paying people in different currencies. Obviously, people want to receive the money in their own currency so they can actually go and spend it without them being charged a fortune. And if you're paying someone, say, in the Philippines and you're paying them you know, a few hundred dollars a month and then you they get charged $50 or something for, for transactional fees, they're not going to be really happy. And so we want to take the, the cost of that because we think it's fair we pay them and they receive the money that they thought they were going to get paid on an hourly rate and not that minus some fees. But we want to keep those fees to an absolute minimum. Um, you can use PayPal to do this. So when we started out, we used PayPal. It was, it's simple. You know, everybody's got a PayPal account. You've probably got a PayPal account. You just literally say who you want to pay, what currency you want to pay them in, and off it goes. Unfortunately, the cost of PayPal is really, really expensive when you compare it to the one we use now, which is TransferWise. Um, and TransferWise, or actually it's been rebranded now, it's now called Wise, um, it's a similar idea. You can basically transfer money anywhere in the world. The fees are far, far less than any bank account and they're less significantly less than a PayPal account as well. It is linked to a bank account or the way that we have it set up is. So what I said, what we do is we have a separate bank account um, in our main, you know, our bank, our Metro bank, and that is just for our staff wages. And therefore we, and then I transfer a fixed amount into their, that account each month. I know what my wage but it's going to be roughly. So I have a standing order that goes in into that account. And therefore, again, my liability is limited to the amount in that um, wages account. It's not, you know, my main bank account or my savings account or anything like that. And then my my PA um, logs in into my WISE account, actually via her account. So she has her own account set up and she logs in uh, via her account. I don't want to share my, you know, my main details with her. So she logs in and she's a user on my account. And then she then sets up and makes those transactional payments. Now, for a cost comparison or the cost of making that sort of payment. So I have my um, marketing, uh, one of my marketing team is based in South Africa and she gets paid around $1,400 a month. And the cost of doing that transaction through TransferWise is around £6. So that works out around well, less than 1%, about 0.7% or thereabouts. That is ridiculously less than, uh, you know, if you're going to go to a bank and do a swift payment or whatever, and they charge you sort of 20 or 30 pounds for doing it. And if you're doing it every month or multiple payments each month, these, these costs significantly add up. So that's a, a massive, massive saving over the course of a year, especially if you're doing multiple transactions. One thing with the the way we do the wise to get that really cheap rate, if you have a go and you don't see, you know, you're getting that cheap rate, if you select what to pay by debit card, it will actually charge you more. If on the other hand, you select to pay by bank transfer and then get your your VA or your PA to actually make that transfer for you, then you don't have to do any more work, but it actually reduces the cost significantly. So we set the transaction up in TransferWise and then my PA can then do the bank transfer into the specific account and then that is then transferred over to the recipient usually within a two or three days so it's pretty quick as well so that's it that's my summary of how we've managed to outsource pretty much all of our online payments credit cards debit cards paypal amazon 
bank transfers, standing orders. I didn't mention actually standing orders, but the same sort of thing goes when I was talking about before with bank transfers and also um, paying your staff overseas and keeping your costs as low as possible. So that's it. I hope you found that helpful. If you have, remember to like this podcast and please subscribe if you're watching us on either YouTube or you're listening to us on the podcast. Thanks very much. Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. I'm well aware there are hundreds of great business podcasts out there and you chose to listen to this one. And for that, I am truly grateful. Hopefully what you heard today took you one step closer to building a successful business so you can share your passion with the world and serve an ever-growing number of people. If you got value out of today's episode, then so will someone else you know. By sharing with others what has helped you along your way, you will grow your influence and be the guy or girl that everybody wants to know. So please hit the share button right now and also remember to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. It's impossible for me to cover absolutely everything in these podcasts. So please do head over to systemizeyoursuccess.com right now and download the show notes, transcriptions and some of my best frameworks and systems for free. Thanks again for tuning in and being a part of this amazing community. Until next time, this is Dr. Steve Day and you've been listening to Systemize Your Success. Your Success.